With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Vasectomies. Yes, we're talking vasectomies. It's Trent Condon from KXNO. If your family is complete, the time is now to get on the horn and make your appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa. The time for my vasectomy is coming up. I set up my appointment with a great group of doctors at the Urology Center of Iowa. It was easy to do, and you can do it as well. Now is the time to maximize your insurance benefits before the end of the year. Call 515-400-3550. Again, 400-3550 to set up your appointment today or go online iowauro.com that's iowauro.com vasectomies with the urology center of iowa no ice packs or bags of peas required from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. KXNO AM Des Moines. KXNO FM Ankeny. KKDM HD2 Des Moines. On iHeartRadio Station, now number one for podcasting. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. State is on the board. The Armed Forces Bowl trend didn't take them long. Right down the field they went. As they're up, uh, well, six nothing point pending over Tulsa. We'll talk probably not much more about that game here coming up with Bama. There's Ball. our hit. As, as there's our hit indeed. As we've got some good ones to get to. We're going to try and touch on as many as we possibly can. Certainly the New Year's Six, what's left of them. Take a look back at what we've seen so far in the week. Uh, with our friend Bama Bob. Bama, Trent and Ken, Happy New Year to you. Uh, breaking within the last half, uh, half hour. It's unfortunate. I'm not sure if it's a surprise to anybody, but uh, Derek King did indeed uh, tear his uh, ACL uh, undergoing surgery, hopefully to get back for the start of the 2021 season as he's committed to, came back, uh, to come back to Miami. But you just hate to see it, Bama. Uh, Derek King will now have a lengthy rehab uh, in front of him. Yeah, you do. And Listen, this is a kid who's really done it the right way. You know, transferred from Houston, went to Miami, um, you know, had already announced he was coming back, which I think was a surprise maybe to a lot of people, maybe even the program. You know, they kind of maybe expected him to, you know, to leave. But I think he probably looked at the landscape and, you know, Trevor Lawrence and Jones and Trask and all these guys and, you know, thought, well, you know, maybe where do I fit in? Am I a Jalen Hurts kind of guy? Am I a second-round pick? You know, maybe I need to improve my downfield passing, whatever. I mean, who knows why, but he decides to come back. He decides to play in the bowl, and then this happens. So, you know, I, I, I've seen a little bit, and I, I read a little bit um, during the week. of Some people, not a lot. I think it's mainly a lot of clickbait, you know, whatever, you know, the – Florida, all the opt-outs that they had, Kyle Pitts and Tony and all these guys. And, and 
I mean, the Eric King is exhibit A as to why, if you're playing in what really doesn't amount to much of a bowl game, and you're a top 10 pick, especially a guy like Pitts, who's going to be what, get 20, 22 million guaranteed? Yeah, he's here a top in, 10 you know, pick, for sure. Months. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you don't play in that game. And that's why. Look at Derek King. Now, hopefully, he'll come back. <clears throat> he's still planning on coming back next year, but. Jake Butts has never you know, been the same, Bama. Never. Yeah, exactly. You just, you don't know. Um, you know, you look at, I, I look at Tua with the Dolphins, and, and, you know, I just. Before he had that horrific hip injury, and I give him all the credit in the world and, and the great training staff and the medical care that he got for coming back and being able to play in the NFL. But you can just tell he's not as mobile nope. as he was his first two or three years at Alabama before that injury and all the ankle sprains. So this is the risk that these guys take. And anybody who criticizes a kid for uh, with an NFL future for not playing in a ball game is either – misinformed, doesn't get it, or just trying to generate, you know, a contrarian opinion because it's absolutely the right decision. It's a personal decision, and I don't have a problem. If Matt Jones or if Devonta Smith said, I don't want to play in the playoff, could you really blame him? I mean, you know, he's getting nothing from Alabama, and he's going to be a top five, six pick in the draft. Now, he hasn't, and hopefully he stays healthy, but all these guys, you just you hate to see it, and for him specifically – I just it, it made you you just your your heart just broke when when you saw him because you kind of knew it kind of knew what it was and he knew and you could tell from his reaction he wanted to walk off on his own which was uh, I guess noble on his yeah, part which, which was a great thing absolutely yeah. the game itself turned out to be a good game and you give it him credit for rallying and um, you know trying to rally around him I think they were shocked for a while but after a while they you know they they kind of rallied around him and, and you know good game from Spencer Sanders finally huge got what we needed to see from him so but yeah you hate it absolutely hate to see that yep uh, a lot of folks criticizing Wallace for letting the team know he's only going to play a half and then only playing a half and my response was well dock him a half a game check well, wait a second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Yeah, take away his licensing fees. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. We don't have those. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, we I do mean, have. Poor idiot. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't. I, I have no problem with it at all. Uh, so let's move yeah. on. By the way, Oklahoma last night, the Big Twelve has looked really good so far. Texas, uh, they they had a resounding win. Oklahoma last night over Florida team, and of course, uh, you, we talked about uh, Oklahoma State. But let's talk about what we have in front of us. Where I want to start with you guys is I want to start about with uh, with Cincinnati in the Peach Bowl. Cincinnati and Georgia. Trent, I'll go to you first. Cincinnati is the, that, that team that um, you know most point to that they were the ones that uh, the poster child this year for that um, for that well, they belong in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on a second. The committee's told us there's never going to be a group of five that, uh, team that ever gets in. Cincinnati, Georgia. How important is this for Cincinnati to play well in this football game and will they? Well, as long as they don't you know, fall on their face like Hawaii did against Georgia, what, a decade, 15 years ago with Tibby Chang in the Sugar Bowl, when something like that happens, it's a real negative. But this is a game they lose 28-24. I think they'll gain plenty of respect. So it's not ultimately about getting a victory, but at least playing well enough here. This Georgia team, to me, though, is such a different team than the one that lost two games, the one that yeah. looked pretty average. Daniels. JT Daniels yep. is a huge difference maker yep. there. They had a guy at quarterback who was a nice story, mm-hmm. but he's a walk-on for a reason. He wasn't mm-hmm. that talented. And it doesn't matter how much talent's around you. When you don't have big-time talent at the quarterback position, you're going to be exposed. They have it now with Daniels. This is a different team. Because of that, I like Georgia in this spot. Uh, how about you, Bama? 
I think this game is more important for Georgia than it is for Cincinnati, guys. Mm. Um, look, Cincinnati, you know, Luke Fickle done a great job there. You know, I kind of see Cincinnati maybe as a UCF, what was it, three or four years ago, you know, when the, under Frost, where they, they run the table in a full season. They beat Auburn in the bowl game. They declare themselves national champions. Frost goes to Nebraska. And really, they haven't been heard from since. Um is Cincinnati going to go that same route? Is the coach going to leave? Are they going to be able to sustain this success? Can they become a Boise State type of program that's just kind of good year in, year out? I don't know. I mean, they've, they've got – they've been a fun story this year. They're dangerous. Um, but for me, this is all about Georgia. And you mentioned it, you know, JT Daniels. I mean, he is – he's your guy going forward without question, okay? Now – there are two losses this year, and they haven't really been close. Alabama and Florida, okay? A full-strength Florida, not that JV that, you know, that they ran out there last night, which Oklahoma got all excited about beating them. And I understand why. They're an SEC team and all the trash talk before the game. But that that was not the Florida team that played in the SEC championship game two weeks ago. But I think this game is big for Georgia because you mentioned the quarterback, they, they've got to get some momentum going in the next year. Kirby Smart, I don't think he's on the hot seat necessarily, um, but Georgia fans are ready for him to start winning something besides the SEC East. You know, an SEC championship, uh, a national championship, something. And they just, he hasn't been able to get, he's come agonizingly and painfully close most notably against Alabama on that, you know, when they had them down the the two a play uh, in the national championship game, they have come so agonizingly close and they can't get it done. They need some momentum going into next year because Florida's on the come. Now we don't know how they're going to replace Trask. Um, Alabama's not going anywhere. Texas A&M is starting to rise in that mm-hmm. conference. So Georgia LSU was young. LSU is probably going to be better. They're not going to be as bad as they were this no. year, I guarantee you. Uh-uh. Georgia considers themselves a national program, which to me is kind of funny because they've got one national championship, and it was 40 years ago. Okay, so they are a national program. They are a big-time you know, SEC upper echelon team. They need to start winning something. And if they drop this game to a, to a group of five team, even though they're an undefeated team uh, you know, ranked higher than them, uh, you know, eight versus nine, uh, listen, Georgia should win this game. They need to win it. If they don't, they're going to have a lot. I think that's going to put more pressure on Smart going in the next year. He's got to start winning something, um, or that fan base is going to get wrestled. Uh, Bama, Trent, and I have talked about Iowa State, Oregon all week. I think are you picking it, Trent? Is it part of your picks? Iowa yes. State, I figured so. I can already let the audience know he's taking the clones. <laughs> that that's where. I, well, I have a list of ten. I think it's going to make the cut. Okay. So you like some games then. I like a lot of games this week. Can I bore a couple? Oh, you're oh. you're on one of those spots? <laughs> you need some help. I'm up uh, I'm up big on you right I, now. I can't pick my nose, fellas. Um, Bama, how do you see Iowa State, Oregon? Yeah, this is a fun one, I think. You know, Oregon not really, you know, not a huge sample size. That's um, true. You know, yeah, you know, losing to Cal, losing to Oregon State, um, you know, beat USC in the, in the quote-unquote championship game that they kind of backed their way into. Um, but look, it, it, it is Iowa State to me is just, they've had a great season. I would love to see them finish it out. That 
you know, that, that gut-wrenching game against Oklahoma in, in the Big 12 championship where they, you know, they could have won that game, could have, would have, should have. I understand, um, you know, it doesn't mean a whole lot when you lose. But I'd love to see them finish it out. Oregon's a pretty dangerous team. I like what Krista Ball's doing. I think that, I think they are the team on the rise in the Pac-12, but yeah. kind of back to where they used to be yeah. under the Chip Kelly days where they were just – now, it's a different type than they were back then. Um, it's not all just spread it out and, you know, throw it 45, 50 times and, and, you know, we'll just outscore you. They're, they're physical. They're physical up front on both sides. That's, that's what, that's who Cristobal is. Okay. He's a physical coach and that's what he wants to recruit. And I, I just really think that they are the team that's going to start being reckoned with in the Pac 12 and therefore, I think nationally going forward. Um, they've got some pretty good non-conference games. If you look at their future schedules, uh, um, and so they're going to have a shot to chance to make it. This is a tough spot for Iowa State. I think um, the sample size for Oregon, I think, gives them a little bit of an advantage. Iowa State's just, they've been able to play every week. They played well every week. Their defense is really good. Um, they've got weapons on offense. They just, I think if they just have to avoid making mistakes. Mm-hmm. I think if they play their game, avoid yep. making mistakes, um, I think they've got a really good chance in this one. I, I, I kind of like the under. Um, I just think both teams are better defensively than, than what people give them credit for. And, you know, I think the, the over-under is 58. I'd probably lean that way. Um, I don't know that I would lay the four. Um, I'd probably like it at a field goal or less, maybe, because I think it is going to be tight. But, uh, you know, Trent knows more about it than I do. But th- this is a fun game, and this this, this has my full attention. Did um, and one and Yeah, you know, and one that I think has got a chance. And it's a big game for Iowa State because Oregon is a name program. Yeah, it's a New Year's Six, and there. this is uncharted territory. It's January 1st for Absolutely. Iowa State. Yeah, and exactly. January 2nd, ESPN, nothing else second, on it. Right. The only game, only game in the window. Yeah. You, know, you got a game early, two games early, 3 o'clock, you got this one, and then North Carolina at night, you know, the day after the two playoff games. Big, big spot for Iowa State if they want to keep building that program. They've got to, they have to keep it competitive, which I think they will. And I, I think they have a chance to win it. I think they have a really good chance to win it. And I hope that I hope they play their best football. As do I. Do Brock Birdie has to have a clean game. Uh, number five, yes. Thibodeau for Oregon Ducks. He's been compared at this point in his college career to Von Miller, which is pretty. Uh, that, that's pretty up there. Yeah, I'll say. So let's move yeah. on. Um, Trent, Bama mentioned it briefly here. Once Iowa State's finished, we will get to this uh, the Orange Bowl as the nightcap on Saturday. Uh, North Carolina, boy, they score a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Texas A and M, kind of. You never know what you're going to get. How do you see the Orange? I think I like Carolina in a pretty big way here. This Texas A&M team, like you said, so inconsistent and just not overly impressive. Once a time, even the victory against Florida, you walk away and say, but that's a great A&M team. Even that one, it was just, there's a little funk to it. It just, there's something a little bit off with this team. Carolina's fun. Now, they don't play a lick of defense. They're not very good on that side. Didn't they have some big opt-outs? They did. And... I don't have a great feel. I guess it would be Carolina. I just hope we get an entertaining football yeah, game. Too. It's kind of where we're at at this point in the season. If you don't have a feel, if you don't have a bet on a game, like I know a lot of people like me are out there, at least give us something good. You know what? kind of does feel like we're, as fans, playing with a little house money here, yeah. right? Just yeah. just that we're at this point mm-hmm. and we've got these games. That's how it feels to me, Bama. Uh, what about you in the Orange Bowl? Yeah, I like this one. Um, th- this is this has got a chance, I think, to be fun. Kellen Mondes has come on for for A and M. You know, listen, they they 
you know, if you listen to Jimbo Fisher, they got screwed out of the playoff. Maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe they should have been in over Notre Dame. They might be better than Notre Dame. I, I really don't know. Um, you know, they're coming off the big loss to Alabama. You know, Trent's right. Other than that South Carolina win, which, you know, that team was putrid, uh, and I think they fired Muschamp after that, um, 48-3. to a little bit of a slow starting kind of team, you know, maybe, you know, against Tennessee that was close early and Tennessee's just so bad in the depth wise. And, you know, against Auburn again, you know, nice victory on the road. Auburn's not very good. Malzahn gets fired. Um, you know, it, it, if they get behind Carolina, Carolina can run away and hide. I mean, I, I, I like, I do like what Mon's done. I like their defense. I, I don't know about all the opt outs for North Carolina. Um, you know, but you know, I don't know how that's going to play into the game. But this this one should be fun. It's SEC ACC, which you don't really get a lot of, um, other than Alabama Clemson. It seems like this is probably you know, you know, one B in each of these conferences. I, I know Florida won the SEC East and 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 you know gave Alabama fits, and and at full strength they they might be better. Than, than A&M, even though A&M beat them earlier in the year. But this is, right now, these are probably the two best teams in this conference, not in their respective conferences, not named uh, Alabama and Clemson. So this one really should be fun and, and bragging rights. And, and I, I'm, you know, look, I kind of like the the, <laughs> the 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 point line is high, 65-and-a-half. I don't know that I like it that high because A&M can play a little bit of defense, but both of them – Teams have weapons. They're they're coached well. Uh, Mac Brown. I didn't think it was going to work at North Carolina when he got hired. I really didn't, and it has. And <laughs> we were wrong on him and wrong on Herm Edwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and wrong on Les Miles because I thought Les Miles had a shot at Kansas, and there's just no shot. Yeah, you're on an um, island there. I never was with you on that one. Yeah, exactly. And you know, Jimbo Fisher finally, uh, you know, after what two three years, another guy like Kirby Smart. Really hasn't won anything, but he was in the playoff argument this year, and then legitimately so. Uh, he's got to overcome the monsters in that in that in that division. I mean, he's just in a brutal division with Alabama and LSU. Uh, he's got to overcome that. Uh, this would be a nice win for them to finish their season and, and kind of validate. You know, if they drop this game, then it's like, yeah, you know what? No matter what happens with Notre Dame, it's like, yeah, you know what? You really didn't belong anyway. Big game for A&M. I think they'll really be motivated. All right, let's do this because we're going to take some time on the two playoff games. Here's the other four games. We'll, we'll let you uh, – a thought on one of these games. Trent, mm-hmm. uh, Auburn, Northwestern, Kentucky. Um, who does Kentucky play? I don't remember who they play. Um, NC State. NC State, right. Uh, NC State. Uh, Ball State, San Jose State, or the Hoosiers, Old Miss. Your thoughts on either one of those four? Well, the final two I'll have more thoughts on later in the program okay. when we do our picks. Right. I do want to see this Auburn team and see just how do they respond after Gus moves on, what the future of that program is going to be against Northwestern, who playing with house money a little bit themselves. He got to the championship game for the second time in three years. Haven't been great overall in bowl games. Just see how they respond against against a, a very talented, though, not a great Auburn football team. Uh, Bama, uh, pick one. Uh, Ole Miss, Indiana. I want to see Lane Kiffin in the ball game. I want to see this Indiana team. Has really surprised all year. You know, they started out with the, with the big win. Um, you know, over Penn State, just kind of kept rolling from there. They did lose close to Ohio State. Uh, they beat Wisconsin, beat Maryland, beat Michigan. You know, really great season for them. I mean, by by any standard, six and one. Uh, you know, argument could have been made to play in the 
uh, Big Ten championship game if the Big Ten yeah. hadn't have broken their, mm-hmm. you know, broke or altered their rules, not broken them, I guess altered them. And here you got Lane Kiffin. You know, he first year, I mean, he's had some, you know, some fun games against LSU and Alabama. They lost both of them, but, man, they put up some points. Uh, lost to Auburn, but, I mean, you, you, you just go look at this offense, guys. They've scored, you know, you know, 30, 28 against Auburn, 54, 59, 31, 48 in a loss against LSU, and we saw what they did against Alabama. I'm really anxious to see this one, uh, and I want to see. I want to see how Indiana, if they're really, if they're really legit, uh, you know, and how they're going to handle this offense because they're going to they're going to see stuff they ain't even mm-hmm. thought of yet. And uh, this Lane Kiffin in the ball uh, for the first year. This is a bonus for Ole Miss because ordinarily with their record they wouldn't have made it. So this is a, this is a team that benefits from a ball game because they get the extra practices and they get they get a quality opponent. So I'm I'm looking at this one. Uh, I'm with you on that game. Um, my guilty pleasure is Kentucky when it comes to college football, but Kentucky yep. NC State eh, doesn't move it's the needle. Indeed. All right, Bama, uh, your take on we got five minutes left, guys. We got both playoff games. Bama, your thoughts on the Sugar Bowl? Ah uh, man, this I think it's going to be fun. Um, you know, look, Dabo, the whole voting, you know, Ohio State 11th thing, he, he came out and explained it, didn't back down from it, which I respect him for. He mm-hmm. says, listen, I didn't vote anybody in the top 10 that only played six games. Um, you know, does he, listen, Ohio State probably, you know, deserves to be here, I think. Um, I think they're one of the four best teams, although you would like to see more. Listen, I just think Clemson's going to be on a mission, guys. I think, you know, the Heisman's going to be announced at some point. I don't know when is that announced. Monday, I, I don't think. Know when. Is it Monday? I so think. we won't know the results before they play this game. We will know if Clemson wins. I think Clemson is the better team. I think they're just – I don't know how many I, – I have. You know, go find a weakness for them. I, and you really – I can't find one. Uh, whether it's quarterback, you know, ETN is, is just as good as they get. They're, they got some monsters on defense. Um, we saw them against Notre Dame when they were full strength and they were just scary. Notre Dame, a playoff team that, that just wasn't close. I think Ohio State might be a little better. Fields has to play a great football game for them to, for Ohio State to have a chance. It's seven and a half. They played a good one last year, uh, in the playoff and Clemson, you know, came out on top. I think Clemson comes out again. The line's seven and a half, probably about right. Maybe in a touchdown. Trent may think they're going to run away and hide with it. I, I don't. I do. I don't really. I don't really think that's going to happen. Although with the Big Ten, you know, against Northwestern, you know, listen, Sermon's not going to run for three hundred yards tomorrow. I know that much. I know. Uh, so that's why I say Fields is going to have to have a big game. Clemson has the advantage at quarterback, even though he's good. So I'll take Clemson. They could run away and hide with it if they're motivated, uh, and, and and you know, Ohio State gives them some help. Well, I would I hope they're motivated in a that, in, in a playoff. It is, by the way, January. It is Tuesday, January fifth, uh, seven o'clock. Yeah. Uh, Trent. Yep. So so, Bama, you're on Clemson. You're laying the points, yes. Trent. You know, a lot of people are falling in love with this narrative. Ohio State terrible defensively because of what they saw in the Indiana game. But they didn't watch the Indiana game. If you watch the Indiana game, the Hoosiers were never in that game. I agree with you. If they kick a field goal, it's a two-score game. They were on the verge of blowing Indiana out of the building before Penix just takes shot after shot after shot up the field. I think Ohio State's going to be much more motivated, much more ready for this game. 
a little bit almost sleepwalking the last few weeks from Ohio State. That's not going to be the case. After Dabo's idiotic comments about being ranking them 11th, after what happened a year ago when the Buckeyes were screwed out of that game, I think you're going to see a motivated, ready Ohio State game. I don't know if it'll be enough to win the game, but I know from the get-go, in fact, my wager in this game, not a full first-half play on the Buckeyes, getting three and a half. Uh, I I think if there's one opponent that Clemson did not want to see in the playoff, it's Ohio State. I think it's For the reasons Trent just mentioned. Alabama, they're not scared of Alabama. First round, they were never going to get Alabama in the the first round. I don't... I think they would have much rather play Notre Dame. Yeah, right. Uh, well, they just know, hammered or, them. You know, Oklahoma or A and M or one of these teams for the for the reasons that Trent mentioned. I mean, they Ohio State's got, you know, they got a lot of reasons. I just don't know that they can. I don't know if they're talented enough to over, you know, to to act on them. This Oklahoma team, fellas, they're they're the one team to me that uh, is is making a case that they should. And there's you only get four slots, and I don't know which one they were going to take. They lost two football games. They weren't going stop to stop losing to Kansas deal. State, right? I totally agree. And, and blowing what? How what? Fourteen point lead, yeah. something like that. Um, all right, we'll see, Trent. I'm on the I'm going against you on this one. Uh, I I like Clemson in the football game. Trent, your thoughts on Alabama and Notre Dame? They get to use the they paid what two million dollars. Uh, to use the ro- the name the Rose Bowl as part of this game, um, somebody wrote a check for two a two million dollar gift to the Rose Bowl committee. They get to use the name. How do you see it, Trent? This is Notre Dame in the perfect light. I believe this is nobody believes in them. Underdog mentality. Kelly has been very good with his teams dating back to his days days at D two, a Grand Valley, and of course Cincinnati before making his way to Notre Dame. This is when he is at his best. It's not going to be enough to beat Alabama. Can they hang around? I think so. I Can hope so. They get a backdoor cover out of it. I think so. It's not going to be a great game, but more than anything, I don't think this is going to be forty two seven as we're making our way through the fourth quarter. I, I think it'll be at least a touch more compelling than that. And we'll be keeping an eye on the point spread. Yeah. I'm glad it's the early game because I don't think it's going to be much of a game. I think the Sugar Bowl will be. Bama, uh, is it close? I don't think so. I a couple reasons. I think uh, the way that Alabama finished the SEC championship really gave Nick Saban a lot of, hey, guys, you screw around. You know, this, Listen, Florida Florida had a chance in that game with, with the ball at the yes, end of the game. Did. I mean, you know, now a couple of plays here or there, you know, we talked about the offside where Florida fumbled that got called back. You know, uh, I think there was a third and 19 that, that Alabama gave up and Florida went down and scored. They just kept letting them hang around. This Notre Dame team is not nearly as dynamic. And teams that hurt Alabama are passing teams. Trevor Lawrence. And historically, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, um, you know, going back to Ole Miss with, with Kelly the, as the quarterback. You know, you saw it this year. Um, Kellen Mond, you know, gave him a little trouble at times. I mean, I don't think Ian Book's that guy. I look at I look at Notre Dame. They're they're too they're too balanced on offense. If that makes any, if that sounds crazy, as that sounds. You know, they average two hundred thirty five yards a game passing. That's not going to get it done, guys. That's field goals. Okay. You're not going to beat Alabama with field goals. Um, they average over 200 yards on the ground. I don't think they're going to get anywhere near that. I think for them, I think Ian Book needs to throw for 300, 350, and three or four touchdowns. I don't know that he has that in him. And I don't know that their defense has been good, but we saw when they came up against a really potent offense with a great quarterback and a great running back, we saw what happened uh, in the ACC championship game. And, oh, by the way, 
Clemson doesn't have anybody as good as Devonta Smith, okay, and Mechie on the other side. I just, I just think that Alabama can run away and hide with this one, um, if, if, and especially if Notre Dame gives them any help. If they turn the ball over, it's over. I, I think it's going to be over anyway. I'm kind of with you. I don't know. I, the backdoor cover, you know, you can see that. You, you know, you could see a late touchdown that gets them to within, you know, 38 to 21, something like that maybe. But I just don't think Notre Dame has enough. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I don't just think look at the, that three-headed monster with Jones, Harris, and, and Smith. I don't think – even as good as Clemson is, I don't think Notre Dame's seen anything like that this year. Uh, I'm with you. By the way, what happened to Jerry Judy? He cannot catch the football. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen yeah, anything like it, Batman. He dropped five balls. It's anyways. We'll he, save he that for another. He's open a lot. That's the good yeah, news. He's, he's open a lot. He runs a hell of a I rope. Mean, if he learns how to catch it. Yeah, if he learns how to catch, you got something. <laughs> uh, enjoy the weekend, Batman. We'll talk to you on Monday. We'll recap it, and um, we'll talk to you on Monday. Happy New Year, pal. Same to you guys. Enjoy it. Everybody, please be safe, be smart, and let's talk Monday. Indeed we will. Thanks, pal. Good to talk to you, Bama Bob. Take care. Uh, as we talk a little college football, we squeezed a lot of them in and did so, and we're only three minutes late, which is pretty good for this segment. Uh, Dave Sproul coming up next on Iowa State. Miller and Condon till noon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. 2020 was, well, it was, oh, hell, it sucked. Here's to ending this crappy year and moving on to bigger and better things in 2021. Come along for the ride right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Uh, for those of you waiting for your Claxons opportunity, we're taking this week off. We'll get to resume Claxons next Friday. Uh, so for those of you who like to sit and wait for the uh, final segment of the week, um, no Claxons this week, but we'll resume next week. Dave Sproul resumes his Iowa State conversation with us right now as we take a look at the Fiesta Bowl. And finally, Iowa State gets to play some basketball again as the Big 12 gets back into the mix. Maybe not the best of opponents to, to face. Here you go. Here's Baylor for you. Uh, second best team in the country, I think in a lot of people's opinion. Do you think they are, Dave Sproul, KSI 1430 on the AM dial? Um, Baylor, the second-best team in the country in your mind? Well, it's kind of hard to say that definitively because the, there is kind of a group there that's a little bit behind Gonzaga after they've separated themselves a little bit. would have been really fun if we really could watch those yep. play. But, I mean, Baylor is certainly, you know, top five easily. And whether you're talking about the second-best or the fifth-best, that's that's a category that Iowa State probably doesn't want to play this early uh, in the uh, conference season. They've had some time off, and they they took some time away for for Christmas and all that. But uh, it's going to be a tough mountain to climb, certainly on Saturday for the uh, Iowa State basketball team. Yeah, ready or not, here comes the Big Twelve, Trent. It's going to be incredibly difficult. You heard anything about the newest basketball commitment, Jaden Nunn, kid that uh, grew up in Flint, Michigan? We know the connection there with Monte Morris, obviously. But anything at all on? Guy that's not going to be part of the team until next year, but have you heard anything about none? I, I haven't heard much. I don't follow recruiting probably as much as I should. I I got a lot of things. I'm with you. That's a, yep. that's a yeah. That's a, that's, those are some deep waters. I don't want to dive too much into. But from what I see, he's pretty highly regarded recruit. And that's good to see. And 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 Steve Rome has done a pretty good job getting some some fairly uh, high profile recruits into to Iowa State. So uh, we'll 
maybe get into that when uh, next fall rolls around. Indeed. Well, let's get into uh, to the January the 2nd, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oregon, the uh, Pac-12 representative, Iowa State, representing a Big 12 a conference that's done exceptionally well so far in the bowl games. Texas looked terrific. Sanders and Oklahoma State were out of their minds last night. And Oklahoma's Oklahoma. They, they are one of the best teams, playing like one of the best teams in the country right now. We remember how close that game, uh, that championship game was just a couple of weeks ago how do you see this game dave iowa state is favored in the new year's six bowl in the month of january uh pretty uh uncharted territory to say the least iowa state uh, to me with the weapons that they have they can absolutely win this football game how do you see it yeah i, I would agree with that assessment i think uh, iowa state should be the favorite there's no guarantee and of course you know we know in this college football world nothing uh, should surprise us i mean in a sense oregon Kind of shouldn't be here. They didn't even qualify for the Pac-12 championship game, uh, but got in uh, because the the team that did had COVID issues. And then they they stepped up and and give them credit. You know, Oregon played their best game when they Mm -hmm. needed it the most. And maybe they'll they'll do that again Saturday. So you got to be ready for Oregon at its best. And they they can be a pretty good team. I think they got it hit hard by any team in the country by opt-outs. Benay Stool, the the headliner there, the offensive lineman who's going to be a top five NFL draft pick come spring. Uh, that that's a big loss for them, uh, and maybe they needed a couple weeks to adjust early in the season, and you know they got things rolling as they've gone along here. But and they do have some weapons. Tyler Shuck is very talented, talented quarterback. They have some really good uh, running backs in C.J. Verdell and Travis Dice, and, and they have uh, a really good defensive end uh, down there too, who can be a, a real force in Thibodeau. Yeah. yeah. So they they got some players. They're gonna make. They're gonna give Iowa State everything they can handle. But I think there's a reason Iowa State is the favorite here, and I think there should be. Yeah, remember the name Dollars. He's the other running back that's starting to emerge. Uh, he's a young kid. Uh, I think he was second overall, second highest running back recruit in the land when he signed. Oh, and really? He finally played in the. He's a big back. Well, watch out for him. Sorry, Trent. Speaking of running backs, Brees Hall becomes Iowa State's fourth consensus All American. How about that? Wow! Absolutely incredible the season that he put together here. You look forward and what he can be another season as he's just a true sophomore, so he will not be departing after this year. Just an overview, your thoughts on this young man from Wichita. Yeah, I don't know much of that that hasn't already been said about him. I mean, he really does have all the tools, you know. He's he's a strong young guy. He's a fast young guy. He's maybe not elite at any one of those categories, but he's very good at all of them, and he's a good pass catcher, and he's a good pass blocker, and He's, you know, a guy who every teammate and coach has said is a great fit for the kind of culture that, that, uh, Matt Campbell wants to build in that locker room and is building in that locker room. So there's not much you can say, uh, again, that hasn't already been said, but it's, uh, it, it is worth repeating, I guess, that, uh, he is really one of the best, if not the best running back in the country. And I'll be really surprised if he doesn't win that Doak Walker award. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Harris was the guy that he's going to have to beat from Alabama, but uh, but Brees Hall, just a remarkable season. Dave, when I watched the Pac-12 championship, for the first time I thought, um, I saw Oregon really get after the quarterback. Slovis, the USC quarterback, who we saw play really well against Iowa in the Holiday Bowl last year, knew he's got some talent, and they gave him fits. They were chasing him all over the field. So point being is Iowa State's offensive line, I think, has got to be ready for for some uh, for some guys for some speed rushers is what they have. You mentioned Thibodeau, Thibodeau, however you say his name, number five. Uh, he's when his draft year next year, he's going to be one of those top five guys that you've been referencing. Uh, Iowa State's offensive line has to give Purdy time to throw the football. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I think something that will help, too, is for, for Purdy to continue to run the ball a little bit more on his own, not just uh, with Brees Hall in the running game, because Oklahoma, you know, was really able to focus and bottle him up as well as any uh, defense has done in the country in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, so you got to have the quarterback willing to run a little bit to loosen things up and maybe, you know, keep that pass rush from just pinning their ears back and going after the quarterback. But the offensive line, for Iowa State, I think there's every reason in the world that, to have faith that they'll be able to handle it. They probably won't be perfect. A guy like Thibodeau is going to get his yep. because he is that good. But uh, I, I think there's uh, a lot of uh, reason to be confident, even with the injuries and everything they've been through. That unit as a whole just has come together so well for Iowa State, and they got a little bit more depth with Ramos now healthier and able to to contribute. And and I think uh, yeah, they will have to be a big the, the, they'll have to have a big game. And I think you know. It's a it's as cliche as it comes in the world of football, but it's probably more true with this game than most that the the line play is going to be a big determining mm-hmm. factor because Iowa State they got to be solid on the offensive line and keep Oregon from getting pressure, and they have to get pressure with the defensive line as well. And Iowa State's got some good depth there and some ability, and I think they have the capability of doing that. So yeah, the line is going to have to show up big time for Iowa State on Saturday. A lot of guys that uh, Matt Campbell certainly appreciates for helping build this program, uh, playing in their final game in all likelihood on uh, Saturday. Hope they go out with a win in a New Year's Six Bowl. Dave Sproul will recap it on Monday with you. Thank you. KASI 1430 on the AM dial. They'll have the game. Uh, Basketball first, then right into football. Is that how you're planning to do it, Dave? That is the plan for us at 14.30. We'll also, of course, have uh, the entire football game on 105.1 on FM, just as 123 the bus in Des Moines will have the entire football game. Yep. Wonderful. Thank you, Dave. Have a happy New Year. Happy New Year to you guys. Thank you. Dave Sproul, uh, our friend from Ames, uh, 105.1 and, of course, uh, KASI. No Claxons this week. I'll have to wait until next week. It's crazy when our last guest, the phone lines light they up. do, yes. We're taking a week off of Claxons. We are not taking a week off of our picks. They are, maybe I should. Uh, they're coming up next. Miller and Condon, final segment of 2020 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. It's basketball season in Hawkeye country, and we've got you covered. Previews before the games, recaps the next day. Enjoy the ride with us, Hawkeye fans, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 AM and 106.3 FM, KXNO. Well, have you heard the good news? Starting tomorrow, you no longer have to travel to sign up for mobile sports betting with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can do it from anywhere. That includes your house. While you're anxiously awaiting to place your first bet, head to DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app, to check out their free-to-play pools with thousands of dollars in prizes up for grabs. I've been playing those pools. They're fun. They're free. And and we know a winner, by the way. Yes, Somebody hit a do. Key- what did he hit for five thousand? I think I th- that's what it was. I won't say his name, but he's a football coach. Uh huh. Take with that what you will. Uh, a high school football coach. Free to play pools, easy to navigate. Just head over to the pools button on the home screen of the DraftKings app and choose from the list of contests. And to kick off the new year, DraftKings giving all players, both new and the existing players, a chance to double their money if there's a touchdown scored in tomorrow's semifinal game taking place in New Orleans. One touchdown. That's all you need to double your money. DraftKings, safe, secure, reliable to make your deposit and also 
withdraw your money, most importantly, at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO when you sign up if you want to have a shot at doubling your money. If a touchdown is scored in Friday's semifinal, the game taking place in New Orleans. That's KXNO for new players to get a shot at doubling their money for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years of age or older. Iowa only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for more details. Gambling problem? Call one. At Prairie Trail. Hi, right, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Uh, final couple of minutes of the program. Again, Claxons will return next Friday. Promise. 11.45-ish, we will do Claxons. We're going to do our picks right now. A big Friday next well, week also. What? My uh, vasectomy is scheduled with the Urology Center of Iowa. Right after the program and then right into high school basketball afterwards. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Urology Center of Iowa. Absolutely. There's More ammo for Keith for to make fun of me. Yeah, you want to listen to Keith make fun of my, my vasectomy and listen to two to four. Mm. Uh, let's get to your pick, shall we? You had another good week. Can't say the same. You've got the tee box. Take it away. Four and one last week. We try to do better than that. There's only one day to, way to do that, and that's to run the table. So let's start first. Old Miss, Indiana. I don't get this line. I think this thing is way off. Indiana without Penix, not very good offensively. They're okay. The quarterback is all right, but not great. Eight and a half with this offense, as long as they're healthy. I love Ole Miss in this spot. Also going to sprinkle a little bit on the money line there. Give me the Rebels plus eight in the hook. Been talking about it since the game was announced. Iowa State is just a better team than Oregon. Oregon's lost twice. Lost twice to teams that, frankly, are not very good in Oregon State and Cal. The right side in this one is the Cyclones. Lay the points with confidence. Iowa State minus the four. Let's jump to the NFL Week 17. I love this week for betting. I think you can find so many fun angles. And people overreact to, this means something, this means nothing. Too much overreaction happens there. We're grabbing two big dogs here. We're starting with Atlanta. They've been great over the last month, at least covering-wise. We saw it last week against the Chiefs. I'm back on the Falcons bandwagon this week against Tampa. Grab the 6.5. And And the Texans, nothing to play for against a team with everything to play for. It's more against anything, the Titans. Divisional game, give me Houston, plus the 7.5. My best bet of the week, it comes from the college ranks, and it is... The Arizona Bowl. San Jose State, the story of college football in my mind in 2020 that nobody wants to talk about Mm -hmm. against Ball State. Pulled the upset a couple of Friday nights ago. They don't pull the upset again, but they keep this thing tight. Mm. Ball State can run the football, grab the 9.5, and and take the Cardinals my best bet of the week. All right, Trent. uh, I had the mirror image of your record last week. Enough said. Uh, let's start in the NFL. I'm going to go against your Bears, Trent. The, the Packers have mm-hmm. a lot to play for, including the one seed. Uh, playoffs would go through Lambeau Field, five and a half. Rodgers loves Soldier Field. Bears are a great story, the way they finish up. I think the Bears fans got to root for the Rams because uh, you're going to back into the playoffs, which is fine. Uh, but I think the Packers will knock you off on Sunday. Look, I picked the Cowboys to get to the Super Bowl. I'm back on the boys. Give me the Cowboys over the Giants, and then if the Eagles beat Washington, the Cowboys are in the playoffs. I've got a chance to be right. Cowboys minus one and a half. Green Bay minus five and a half. To the college game, I'm going to take Cincinnati. I love that defense. Fickle's a terrific coach. Daniels is a difference maker for Georgia. I get that. I think Cincinnati, they've got a boulder on their shoulder. hope it doesn't slow them down. I'll take Cincy uh, plus the touchdown. I like Clemson, Trent. I'm going against you, although he didn't party your picks. 
Uh, too much Trevor Lawrence. I will lay the seven and a half. And my best bet of the week is a game you love. I'm with you on Old Miss. I don't get that point spread. They're going to score a boatload of points. Indiana's a great story. Wonderful season. Ole Miss, my best bet of the week. Happy New Year to all of you. Please be safe this weekend. We will resume in 2021. And, oh, everybody's hoping that it's a different year, do we not? Um, Be safe. Be considerate to others. Have fun. And we'll see you on Monday. Right? Happy New Year to you. Same to you. Two years in the books here at KXNO for us together. It will be. For us together, yeah, yeah. two years in the books. Good you got stuff. a few more uh, overall than I do. Uh, we will be back in 2021. Murph and Andy, two fanatics at four. A new Saturday show debuts this week. Sean Roberts and Zamora, Eric, they're on the air on Saturday morning at 8. We're Miller and Condon, 1460 and 106.3 FM.